What's up, nerds? Welcome to episode 12 of the Bandwagon Fan. This is the show where we talk about a lot of things that probably won't matter in the future, but it feels like they matter now. Right? That's very true. That is very true. You say none of this matters? All of this is meaningless? No, it's all meaningful. Um, Everything we say is, everything we say matters. Uh, Take it to heart. Uh, It's a very educational talk show. You should actually stop listening to the news and just listen to this. We are are about as educational as uh, TLC. Anyways, I'm AJ. I'm Josh. I'm Alex. Oh, Josh. God. Alex, Josh. I'm leaving all of this in. Let's <laughs> just, right. just roll with it. Let's keep going. Uh, names are difficult, aren't they? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know my name. I had to we're really also, think about it for a second. We're also joined by our, our wonderful producer. I'm Kate. That's that's who he's talking about. Yeah. Hi, Kate. So, um, yeah, guys, it's uh, today's the Super Bowl. Uh, congratulations to... Whoever won, um, I'm just gonna leave a blank there, and then I'll, I'll like edit the, the the podcast to say who won. It's gonna be um, the Rams. It doesn't even matter. I'm saying it probably it, man. will be. It. They they have spent God's money to build that team, so yeah, I wouldn't, I'd be more. But more importantly, guys, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Well, by the time hey. most people listen to this, the Super Bowl has ended. So, well, what a crazy game, right? <laughs> That's that Super what I'm saying. Was <laughs> wild. That, wow, that tackle can't was insane. Valentine's Day today. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that tackle insane when that one guy tackled oh, the other guy? Really, really you, guys, you guys remember the streaker? Yeah, oh, that, yeah. that was wild. There's always, which, there's which always one? one. There's which always one? one. Yeah. So now, if you're listening to this, it's Valentine's Day. So, do you guys? What are your Valentine's Day plans, everyone? Do you guys have Valentine's Day plans? Or um, Galentine's Day plans. Oh, or yeah, Galentine's yeah. Day. Oh, or whatever oh, else you want to call it. We don't judge, uh, discriminate, whatever, you know. I, I judge sometimes, but I don't discriminate. I also love Parks <laughs> and Rec, so Galentine's is Galentine's great. Day, that's, that's a good episode. Yeah. Um, I I'm, I was just planning to cook for my wife, and then I, I got like her this... Um, this like little box full of like just Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day treats and stuff like that. So I thought that'd be funny. No, that sounds it's also, great. It's also Boys. tough because our, our anniversary is the next day. So it's like Valentine's oh. Day and then wedding anniversary. So it's back-to-back, man. It's back-to-back romance, baby. Wow. Wedding, like very, very Valentine's Day decorated. and Oh, no. My wife would hate that. No, no. no. We got married in Mexico. Um, so it was just it was just like a day. Another day. Honestly, I don't even think. I mean, like when we were down there, I didn't see any like Valentine's Day decorations. So I feel like it's kind of like an American-centric uh, holiday because nobody... That was not a thing over there. I was picturing you getting married in white pants with like red velvet hearts on them. My wife like, would murder me. That would have oh been my the Valentine's outfit. Nah, dude, she would have yeah, killed me. She would have hated like a it. Prom, like like prom type decorations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that you know, um, yeah, we we took prom photos for our wedding. You know, it's, you know, it's insane. We still, you know, I don't know if you know Kate and Alex. I know Josh knows, but uh, you know I've been dating my wife since we were fifteen. So since, since wow. we were high school, so we do Congrats. have we do have our we do have prom photos. We do have prom oh, photos that's so cute! Oh, nice, that's pretty funny. I know, isn't that so, isn't that so funny though? I'm like, dang, we've so known each other way too long. Just like another dance for you guys. You're like, oh, yeah, you're married. You know, sure. just a just a day in the life. You know, it is what it is. You know, I like right, it. Right, right before the pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the world has changed since the pandemic, including. The way we watch TV, guys. Yeah. What's going on? What's going? What's going down at Amazon? 
everything is going on in Amazon. Big thing, the Rings of Power released some promotional images of characters. Oh, I saw those. And um, some shots from the series itself. Okay, let's hear your thoughts, AJ. Well, I I think it looks cool, but I don't know anything about it. I think what was more shocking was just to see people's reaction. People are very mad. They're like, why are the dwarves black? Why are these people Hispanic? I'm like, holy yep, cow, yep. dude. Who cares? Um, yeah, the, the reactions have know. been hype and I... then extra hype for people. There, there's a couple of cosplayers. Um, oh, I can't think of her name for the life of me right now. But there's there's like a corner of social media that they are. Uh, there's black cosplayers. And like a lot of them have been so hyped for these images to be like, oh, there's black people in this. Or um, Stephanie Williams, um, she's one of the writers for Nubia and the Amazons. Mm-hmm. She uh, posted uh, one of those pictures. She's like, wait, there's black people in this? She's like, no, I'm interested. So there's I mean, been like I, that reaction. And then there's yeah. the other reaction of there's not black dwarves and there's no black elves. I just, I just, I I think I've said this before, so I, I don't want to repeat myself, but I just don't understand people like this. We're in a world where there are like dragons and magic and like, you know, talking trees and orcs. They draw the line at black people or people of color. Like that is so weird to me. It's just weird. It's just, it. We're already like that's where you draw the line. Like we're already lit. We're, we're already that, in a universe. Has that really you know? been a problem like online? I've, I'm just curious. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Sure. It's been a big issue. I also and, and, I don't look up really anything. I just saw the so, photos and moved on. So from other people's perspective, they feel like this is an opportunity to, um, I guess you can say, like force feed diversity. If that makes any sense, like because. The first time we watched Lord of the Rings, it was with, you know, the cast that Peter Jackson, you know, had directed. And so, like, that's so many people's, like, envision or or vision, I should say, of, like, Lord of the Rings, which is fine. But it's a very white world. Yeah. But but it's not Mm -hmm. even that it's white. My whole thing is it's not real. It's fantasy. Like, there are, like, giant birds and trolls and, like, I mean, like... We are like, why is this the point of contention for so many people? It makes me laugh. They don't ha- they don't know how stupid they sound. And like a lot of them are like, well, it was in the book. I'm like, bro, if they were so focused on me, on, on keeping everything like aligned with the book, they, w- they wouldn't have probably attempted to make a TV show about it. it. It's a different story. It's trying to give you a different perspective. Maybe watch it and and, and bash it for, you know, it's quality first before you before you then take umbrage with, you know, this image of a black elf is not what you thought an elf would be. Like it's, I think that's commentary so on that images is, is not weird. that is not the hill to die on. Sorry, what were you saying, Alex? I'm saying I think commentary on like on images is just so strange. It's like yeah, like judge the show either when it comes out or like bare minimum the trailer. Like you can at least get some context to like what's even happening. Like I've seen so many. I mean, just from the few things I've seen, I've seen people just like mad about. I think there were some images of like someone in like the water and like yeah. people making like weird comments <laughs> about that. And like, I'm just like, let it just let it release. <laughs> like, I don't know why they started with images. I feel like they should have just jumped straight into a trailer, to be honest. I think they're trying to build. build they want slow, slow burn hype. You know, that, that slow burn dry rub. It's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's already hyped. Like, just I don't know. I'm just like, just well, release yeah. it. But this. Well, this is next level nerdum because it's from the Smorillion. 
we we joke all the time and, and we say that we're nerds and we speak to you know other nerds who like other nerd stuff like us and like you know those are all jokes that we all enjoy but at, at the same time i think something that the internet has done to you know media in general is that it, it has highlighted how obsessive some people are with some of these things and it's right. and it's and it's some of these people look at it as like this is my identity yeah. so exactly. they look at it as like i'm defending my identity and like you know, it's cool. Like Lord of the you Rings know, is my identity. I identify as Strider. I had an action figure yeah, up well, on my wall for like ten years. <laughs> well, uh, up until these uh, these new images, the only thing I could identify is an orc because that, those were the only people of color in Lord of the Rings. But you know, now the world's falling apart because there are black elves, or I mean, whatever. I mean, I just don't understand why this matters. Like, you haven't even seen a trailer yet, and you're right. already like, "This is gonna suck." I'm like, "Yeah, then it's gonna suck, man." I don't know what to tell you. No, I, I think at the end of the day, if you're f- like flipping out over just images, it kind of tells everyone what kind of person you are. <laughs> like you guys are saying, oh, I agree. Watch it first and then hate it. Don't yeah. hate it before you've seen so, anything from yeah, it. Yeah, it's just if we treated everything like that, there would be so many things we would never enjoy. You know what oh, I mean? A hundred percent. We did so, a whole spotlight on Saga and I was a hater yeah. of Saga until I actually right. read it. Right. So you just have to kind of give things time to breathe and judge on its own merit. Can you imagine how many people would have like dogged on, let's say Breaking Bad? Because Breaking Bad, the first season is is pretty slow. So if people acted the way they did about like something like Breaking Bad, we would never, we would it, the show would have never finished. Yeah, just that, was like, a, that was a slow, gotta, slow burn. Yeah, but we just got to chill, man. You just got to let things like, you know, for every breath that you live on this earth, there <laughs> will be time for you to enjoy something else and something else right. will be more popular. Like right. it's not life or death that this thing has to be. Ex- and you know what's even funnier about all this? None of these people are the, the original authors. So why do you care? Why do you care that you feel someone else is bastardizing someone else's work? It's not yeah. yours. I don't. Yeah, it's it's not your, it's not your, yeah People it's, are it's, bored. Why do you care? Why, what, what I think, of, like, aren't most of the Tolkien's not even around anymore? Like the family, they're kind of. It's, right. it's just the estate old. now. Yeah. So, like these people are acting like they're personally getting paid. Like their own family is getting like. Dumb. I, I mean, we already we already know the next series that's going to get ripped apart with the same kind of thing too. Oh, with a fine tooth comb, baby. <laughs> Obi Wan. Yeah, did you guys see the Obi Wan trailer? Uh, the, the teaser. Excuse me. I didn't teaser. even know there was a trailer. I just out. I just saw the image. I don't know if there's a, a teaser. Out. I just saw the image. Teaser image. So oh should, yeah, oh, I saw God, the I saw yeah. the image. Yeah, I mean, Ian McGregor's in it. He's a producer. Dave Filoni and John Favreau have been killing it with Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Well, oh, yeah. with the Mandalorian. Oh, you mean oh, you mean Grogu and Friends? Because that's a new series now. Wait, um, what? It's no, yeah, What's it's that? it's no, no, it's not, it's not legitimately a new series. Oh. But we'll talk about this whenever we talk about Book of Boba. But like, oh, I'm like, yes. this whole thing is just turning to Grogu and Friends, and every like spinoff show is just gonna be like, hey, it's Grogu and Friends. <laughs> I don't know. This is yeah. weird. I, I have a lot of thoughts about Book of Boba Fett. I didn't I, hate it. Did it? Yeah, love I still it. have to finish it. I think I just kind of, I just forgot about it. To be yeah, I'm rewatching Honestly, The Mandalorian right now, and man, yeah. is that a good show? It's it is. okay. Oh, I, 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 I gave up on. I, I watched the first like two episodes of season two, and I was like, "It's just the same thing as season one," and I stopped. You know, I feel and I'm okay with that. I you watched season really? one. Season one was awesome, but season two, I couldn't. I got like yeah, same one, two episodes in, and just felt like the same formula every time. Very like action. So I will sitcom. say, I will yeah. say that a, a fault of a lot of these ep- like these episodic Star Wars shows 
is that not all of the episodes chain together a story. Like they're really leaning hard on like, uh, what's, what's it called? Like Xena, the princess warrior or like Hercules like format where like the story is very like thinly layered and it's just our main character going from situation to situation. So yeah, but I they were like how, the same situations. That's what I thought was really boring. Or I felt well, like th- that that's so. Th- th- so what I was going to say is that essentially, like, there is a lot of story there, but you really don't see a lot of it come to fruition. Especially season two, the last like maybe three or four episodes. Um, that's when you that's when you see a lot of the I guess like plot plot threads that will spin off into things like Book of Boba and whatnot. I mean, hey, Boba Fett literally appears at at the second half of season two so if you saw book of boba you're like wait why is he alive like you know what i mean like there's, there's, right. there's already like continuity yeah so, i don't know it's just it's maybe it's just not for me it's not gonna be for everybody it's I'll not gonna be stick for to the movies. and that's okay that's okay yeah yeah um i'm i'm excited for ewan mcgregor as coming back as uh obi-wan damn yeah uh it's yeah, kind of funny awesome. that he's he's now the appropriate age to be the obi-wan from <laughs> episode <laughs> yeah. episode four so that's Talk about coming full circle on that one. Yeah, that's um, a cool opportunity for him. I'm happy for him. I, yeah, I, I, I think he's a great actor. Yeah, I my, hope. Oh, sorry. Go on. Say my favorite role with him is uh, Big Fish. If you ever want to see him in like a pretty, no, pretty I, diverse I never, role. I know he was in Train Spotting, right? Is that the movie? Mm, yeah, he was. I, yeah, Trans- that's like, one of the few the, movies I could never finish. I have it, and I. It's yeah, so it's I, I think he's in dark. yeah, yeah, it's pretty dark, but he's in train spotting if I remember. Mm-hmm, so is. I just I just thought that was funny before his career just became Star Wars, but yeah. You know. It's just like you know, it's like the full circle of Hollywood. They keep dishing out these old things because hey. people will watch it, and another thing people will watch is Jurassic World Dominion. I will I, <laughs> I I stopped after the, <sighs> the second new one. Or the I watched the first new one and then I started the second one and I was like, it's going to be the same movie over and over and over and over. I did, yeah, and I didn't even watch the second one. The second it's not the dinosaurs it. so many times. Yeah, well, it's, it, not, it's, it's the not even the dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Plot. It, it, it's not only is it the same dinosaur plot, but the nothing will ever capture the magic of the original one because there was it was just we never seen anything like that in movies. And you even the mean? originals never really like this two and. Uh, three didn't really hold up either, you know. Right, right, because the because of what you just said that it's mm-hmm. kind of like the same plot. You know what I mean? Um, I always kind of joked around and said they should just go like full on Planet of the Apes and like the dinosaurs become like like sentient and just take over the world. I mean, just go into that direction. It'd be a new yeah. plot at least. Yeah, I be mean, a new for plot. That, for that <laughs> exactly. World. Are we gonna have well, Michael wait. Jackson uh, dinosaurs too? Yeah, like, just you know, 2000s? just 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 lean into the craziness yeah. because. Did you guys watch the trailer though? No, I just refused. I, I, I just didn't care. I just okay. didn't care. I don't want to give it them does, any, any views. It does look like they the dinosaurs have kind of gotten free roam of the planet like they're slowly spreading across the globe i don't know to what extent yeah because you oh so literally jurassic park 2 basically (laughs) but i think they've gone further out and so i don't know like if they're trying to jurassic park in new york didn't they go to new york in the second one i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry jurassic Jurassic park Park in austin texas (laughs) yeah Oh my gosh! I no, I, did. I just think Jurassic the the Jurassic series it's just stagnant because its content itself is just doesn't lend to a lot of variety. I, I know that like 
the and I, I would have to probably look it up because I, I don't remember all the details, but I think there was like this like scrapped idea originally for this, this like reboot of having the dinosaurs essentially being like merged like human DNA. So you what? would have like you would have like a a like a like a hybrid human dinosaur thing. I think that got scrapped Love pretty it, yeah. early on. Thankfully. But can you imagine like a Terminator like like <laughs> Jurassic Park movie. That'd be, that'd be so weird. Yeah. This is like a lot of like fan service nostalgia bait. Cause you have Sam yeah. Neill, Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern back in this. Really? Yes. All three are. Uh, back. So it's they're, they're going to have like a bait. 30 second cameo where they're going like, to like 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 actually be in it. Just like the second movie, the second no. movie, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum had like a 30 second cameo. No, it looks like oh, they're well. actually going to be in this one. I'm sure. Th- I'm sure they'll act fine, but I just I don't need it. And yeah, I, my yeah, my, exactly. my hype yeah. for this is very. <laughs> I'll just very go rewatch the first one if I really want to watch anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um. I guess one cool thing though is Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard is still going to be in it. And mm. what's really cool about her is she's been directing a lot of the Star Wars stuff, Mandalorian mm-hmm. and Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And all of her episodes have been great. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I I'm happy for her at least, like that she's got something else going for her. Um, I think she's very talented, very good, not just at acting, but at directing as well. Her, her ac- episodes have been great. And then going back to Star Wars real quick, yeah. Obi-Wan or the Kenobi series, the first one releases May 25th. And okay. that's the anniversary of the original Star Wars, which came out May 25th, 1977. That's wow. cool. I'm sure that's that was intentional. Cool. See, again, so, oh, it was intentional. And yeah. May is Star Wars month or whatever. May the 4th be yeah, with May you. Yeah, May the 4th would be with you. So I'm curious if she'll, she's a very busy woman then. I'm Because I'm curious, and I would hope and assume she's going to be working on Kenobi as well in some capacity. Yeah. I'm sure. That's, that's part of a... I don't know. That's just part of being like a director and acting. The now, Apple right? doesn't, have the no Apple doesn't fall... Yeah, the apple Taika. doesn't fall far from the tree. That's all Taika, I gotta say. Yeah. Waititi is like at 400 projects every single week, I swear. Hey, he's not complaining. And he's, at the, limitless and he's at the Super Bowl right now. He posted yeah. yesterday. <laughs> um, he was in an empty stadium, and he's like, I'm confused. Where is everybody? And it was just him. I'm like, Jeez. Great. Yep, that's Taika. That's our and boy. I'm like, I don't even think it was a joke. Part of me is just like, that was Yeah, I wouldn't be life. surprised if he was just on a on a on a rager. He's just like, I thought I thought today was Sunday. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. It was uh, great. What, what uh, else we got, guys? Speaking of Super Bowl, um, I wanted to throw in one music thing. So mm-hmm. uh does everyone know like the lineup of who's playing tonight? Uh I don't know. Yeah, I don't we got, like, remember. Dr. Dre, we got Snoop Dogg, like nineties uh, people. Eminem, Kendrick. Yeah. And is it Mary J. Blige on it? Mary J. Blige, thank you. So yeah. there's rumors, but that supposedly Kendrick's gonna drop a new single either before or after the Super Bowl tonight. So we'll see. That's something to keep in mind. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I was just curious if any of you actually think he'll drop something. Like that dude's I, a patient. I have man. learned I have learned when it comes to music of my favorite artists to just not expect anything. Um, just be surprised because, by it. Yeah. yeah, just be surprised by it because uh, half the time it's not even their fault that they can't put out their own music. You know, if you yeah. don't, if you don't have complete creative control, then you don't have control. So Kendrick also we'll doesn't see. post on social media, but I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote that he does drop after it just because I want if he, it. Yeah. If he's making noise about it, I think it's, there's a chance, but I also think that people should also temper their expectations not to get off on a tangent, but it's just like Kendrick Lamar is a very experimental artist. He likes to try new things. 
And so uh, just, just tempering expectations. That, that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to whatever he puts out. I don't think he's put out a project that I didn't enjoy. To, he can make a polka record and I'd listen to it. Right, I want right. to manifest with Alex. Let's just manifest. Kendrick will put out new music. Kendrick, Kendrick, if you're a, polka, a polka theme album. Perfect. Yeah. Kendrick, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> come on. Like if you, you know, at least drop it after you hear the podcast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. What else we got, guys? We also had a uh, casting announcement for Anthony Ramos, who is a fame of Hamilton and in the Heights. He has been cast in an undisclosed role for the Ironheart movie for Marvel. I don't know anything about Ironheart. Isn't he from Iron Man? She. We're digging digging deep in the bag. She. (laughs) I I don't know much about her either. It's a female? It is a character I've really been looking forward to seeing. Her name's Riri Williams, and she at some point takes over for Tony, Tony Stark. Oh, cool! Okay. At least they give her a new name, Ironheart, which I actually think that's a cooler name than Iron Man. But my own personal no, I opinion. I think the name's awesome. I just heard Iron, and I'm like, I'm assuming that character yeah. in the Iron like Man universe. Based on her costume, that she's similar to Iron Man, and that like she has some type of device that's maybe keeping her alive or something. You know? Okay. Oh, Iron that's Man. Probably, has... That's probably where the Iron Heart part comes from. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if she has yeah. some kind of heart transplant thing that's based off of what Tony Stark had that looks um, cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, you know, we're just in this era where we're going to get, we're going to get every, like whatever the catalog that Disney has purchased from Marvel, that's what we're going to get. So we'll see. We'll see how that one works. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm hyped to see him in it because I love sure. him and in the Heights. I think he's a great actor and I sound like a broken SJW record player, but I don't care the fact that, we're getting a Latino and hopefully a prominent role excites me. That'd be cool. Yeah. Be I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I know now that now you mentioned it, I'm sure, I'm sure Ironheart, there's probably a comic line. So I'd be curious to check out whatever. I'm sure yeah. they'll have like a new run coming out if the show's happening. Yeah, for sure. For movie. sure. It's interesting that this news is coming out also around the time that uh, Marvel is officially leaving Netflix, right? Right. Yeah. I thought they already left their... Netflix. Not yet. Not not like Soon. formally, if that makes mm. any sense. Uh, contractually, I think they they like they weren't making new things, but the the content was still on the platform. Probably in like other territories outside of the U.S. as well. Probably, yeah. Which theory? Um, I believe Kevin Feige and Oscar Isaac were saying how the Moon Knight TV series is going to be very yeah. like dark and gritty. Yeah. My my thought is that they're pushing in that direction because of the success of those Netflix shows and they're going to transport that content to their platform. So well, not, that, not, not to, not to say spoilers, but we're getting Matt Murdock back. So, right, right. You know, but, but yeah, what I'm saying is, is the Disney yeah. plus shows have been very much of the MCU formula, like action oh, yeah. sequence, joke, serious moment, joke kind of thing. Which I hate. Yeah. That's, well, I hate that too. Trash to me. Ugh. Right. Well, it's it, because, it's because Disney criticism yeah. of the MC. Disney <laughs> Disney wants wants to keep an image. I mean, I I can right. understand it from their point but of I'm view. But I'm bored of it. I and used I to like be, me too. Life, to be on it. Real life doesn't always have a light joke after everything serious or mm-hmm. intense Re- or dangerous. Real life doesn't always have a witty psychic that always like lightens the mood. Sometimes but it it's just Sometimes life is just dark. <laughs> it it definitely you can still should. laugh. You can still laugh. Yeah. Dark humor is a wonderful thing. That I feel like Daredevil did it. 
in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like Daredevil did that. You know what I mean? Daredevil had these moments of, I guess, like humor, but not like, oh, shucks. You know what I mean? But it's just like funny right. moments, I guess you could say, without being too, without taking away from what it was trying to get across. So we'll yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also have the announcement of a new Zack Snyder movie. I don't know if you guys heard uh, about that. Uh, well, this one, this one's really nope, interesting. I don't care. It's nope. Zack Snyder. Get rid Zack of Zack Snyder is cheap. Get him out of here. The only way I'll watch a Zack Snyder movie is if he had nothing to do with it except the cinematography. That's the only way. If he didn't write I don't even it, like his cinematography. No, I mean okay. he's a no, his cinematography is cool. He's a top tier cinematographer. There is there is nobody in in Hollywood that can make uh something like a comic book or like action-y. Like he has such right. a unique film eye. I think it's boring. That's, I don't that's where it stops on. and starts. See, yeah, I don't it, agree. His story I, I disagree with that, Alex. His storytelling is okay in my opinion. Doesn't necessarily fit what mm. I like. But the visuals, I think he captures comic book. Visuals are always yeah, very well. A one, just always top notch. Um, I really, you, you always have to give it up to him that like he he makes things look unique. They look cool. Everything look he like three hundred. Cool. Which no, that's not that's is, not fair. That's yeah. not fair at all. No, that's not fair. That's not fair. All his movies <laughs> look incredibly different. Uh, didn't he direct Sin City? So. Yeah, he did Sin City. To, okay, be fair, Sin City. to be fair, I've never seen Sin City, so I can't. Okay, can't Sin City looks one. different than um than than three hundred. Three hundred looks different than uh BVS. They all have a different aesthetic to it. Uh, they just have this. I don't. know, He has this weird way of making like um. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a Gilmore Girls reference in here. But there's an episode of Gilmore Girls where they have to do this like live action like art, and so like people have to dress up like actual portraits and it, and and that's exactly the best way i can describe Zack snyder's um filmmaking that he's able to like almost like make like portraits into real life it's it's absolutely incredible so i don't think know. he directed sin city by the way i think he was part of production wasn't he, he did, i can't he did remember something on it. he did something on there. i don't i don't i don't remember if he was the cinematographer but i know he had a hand in there because it's definitely his his style it's his brand of, yeah uh, yeah it's his brand of like of like presentation I guess well, maybe i'll say. go watch sin city and then i'll i'll give a new comment but yeah, everything I, else I, i've seen of his i i severely dislike i haven't seen sin city but I, I i do want to eventually i will uh with this current project it's called rebel moon what's really interesting is it was meant to be a star wars project pre the disney acquisition of oh, all cool. the lucasfilm rights and so it's no longer going to be in the Star Wars universe, but it'll just be very inspired by that. And it's going to be a sci-fi, like adventure fantasy type of story about this woman who is trying to find warriors to fight off this impending invasion. And the mm. cast, he's got some pretty cool people on the cast. One really notable one is Ray Fisher, which oh, he's got to pull this uh, role off. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that'll cement the fact that the whole Joss Whedon thing and Ray Fisher, that was just, you know, total BS. So I, 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 I hope I hope this uh this film does well and that Ray Fisher uh, has some time to shine in a a project separate from the whole DC stuff. But I guess I we'll agree. Yeah, let's give it a um, shot. Oh, I think the only other thing I want we wanted to talk about was: Are you guys familiar with Movie Pass? Uh, with oh, Movie Pass, yeah, the way it used to work. I or, had no? I had it for like a year before it. Uh, before it went bankrupt. Oh, um, did you really? I, yeah. I, what what was, was your experience a, with it? It was awesome. There was an AMC in Santa Monica near me, and it was about 
15 to 20 dollars a movie but with movie pass i went like four to five times a week ten dollars a month unlimited movies sometimes i wouldn't even watch a movie it was just like it was hot out and i wanted air conditioning so i'd just go pick a random movie and like take a nap it was it it was phenomenal it made no sense for how they made any money which uh, proving fact when they went bankrupt they weren't making money yeah. but it was great if you were a, a fan that got to take advantage of it at the time yeah i mean i think the the so if, for those who don't know like like alex had basically described like movie pass was this really cool thing you sign up for it you got a you, you got a card right alex was it like a you got like a almost like a yeah, membership card? it looked like a debit card and then you would link yeah. it to your phone um okay i think yeah it looked it just looked like a normal debit card like you would go and uh basically you would <laughs> You could pick, I think, up to one movie a day, or sometimes they restricted it depending, like, on blackout days. But you would just go pick it, and then uh, you would pay, like, a normal debit card at, like, AMC or whatever place. But then, like, uh, theaters started kind of catching on, and were, like, I think AMC started blacklisting uh, movie pass yes yes because they were coming out with their own service so, like it made sense but uh so so to give context to that really quick um so movie pass was founded by uh this guy named stacy spikes he's some um, he you know like he's like a venture capitalist he, he he buys companies and tries to grow them and stuff like that uh he had the idea for movie pass when movie pass first came out i believe it was like 55 dollars a month I want to say, if I remember correctly, it was, expensive, like, that, 50, if I can it was like fifty or sixty dollars a month for Movie Pass. But the, the premise was exactly the same, like Alex said. You get you get your card, you go to the theater, you get a ticket. It didn't matter. Um, you, as he's spoken, that it's it's he said that it's difficult for for black owned companies to get funding. Uh, you know, they're just not there's just not enough uh, diversity in the the venture capitalist space, I guess to to get somebody who can believe in a person rather than an idea. And so eventually he had to uh, sell the, the, like the, the, the company, or I guess he was, they were bought out by a, a bigger company. I can't remember the name of that company. But and something, or like, something that. like that. Yeah. Something like that. They, they were bought out and, you know, they came in with like a, a, a wrecking ball to like change the, the, basically how the platform worked. Most notably, the absolutely untenable price of $10 a month. I mean, you don't have to be an economics major to know that you cannot charge $10 a month uh, for your service. And you can, like, that. it didn't make any sense. How can you watch what basically unlimited movies for $10 a month at a theater? Uh, their idea, their big brain idea was to essentially strong arm the theaters into giving them a cut of their concessions. That's that's what that's what their big brain plan was. They they were going to go to theaters and be like, "Hey, look, 35, 40% of our your 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 movie visitors are movie pass users. So, if you don't play ball, we're going to cut you off." And so, you know, AMC and Cinemark and all these big people, they're like, "Bet." And they started their own essentially movie pass service, and they're like, "Okay, well, now we don't need you." And oh, man. that's yeah. the end of movie pass. <laughs> but wow, before, I, didn't know that. <laughs> I would like to throw in before it ended. Um, I bought a hundred shares of movie pass. Uh, <laughs> I think for like $9 total. And then Did it went bankrupt. It? No, oh, it, it bank, no. it went bankrupt. And everyone was like, you should have sold it. I'm like, it was 10 bucks. Like who cares? And I've never sold it since. And I still have it. And when I saw hey. that it relaunched, I was like, there's a chance that this could big brain, actually be big worth brain something. Alex, guys. That's big awesome. brain Alex over big there. Big brain Alex will let you know yep. if 100 shares of movie pass is yep. worth more than like two cents or whatever its value is well, right now. 
Well, I, I would pump the brakes because MoviePass 2.0, I'm going to try to go through this as quickly as possible, but it's it's kind of a hot mess. So the uh, uh, Stacy Spikes was able to actually buy back his company. He actually found out his company was still, the, the company was still available because they're making a documentary on the absolute, like, debacle of MoviePass. And the guy who was like, you know, I guess the director was like interviewing him. He's like, hey, just so you know, you can still go get MoviePass. You can probably put a bid. He put a bid. He got his company back. So now he's like back with a vengeance, trying to make it work. However, his idea is horrible. Okay. So number one, the changes that they're making, they're not requiring theaters to buy in, right? Like I said before, the whole thing that made MoviePass really like, you know, unsavory to these theater chains was that they were trying to get a cut of their of their concessions. If you don't know, if you haven't been to a theater in 20 years, that's how theaters make their money. They, they really don't make money off the actual movies. They make money off concessions. So he's telling them, hey, this is going to be something that you can opt in. We're not going to charge you to use it. We want we want a symbiotic relationship. Doesn't really work because, again, what stops, uh, uh, if you guys, if anyone watches Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful always says, what stops me from crushing you like the ant that you are? And that's and that's how these big movie chains, that's how they look at it. We could just do what you do for our own customers, okay? That's number one. Number two, and this is the craziest thing, the, the way you can earn credits. You can earn credits by watching ads on your phone, okay? Oh, don't even, if you're rolling your eyes, you haven't even heard the best part. Because it's they, weird. I feel like you're uh, crushing MoviePass 2.0 before it's even started. Oh, well, it's, it's not me. It's not my dumb idea. Um, yeah, so AJ the, didn't the come thing, up with it. The, the, like thing, the thing with Stacy Spikes has this ingenious idea. Because, again, he's trying to sell this to investors, right? Always remember, folks, anything that you always love, is oh, there's always an investor that's like, that has to be happy with it before you see it first, okay? Full disclaimer. But anyways, um, the idea behind it is that on your phone, you're you're watching ads, and they have this like program built into their algorithm on their app that will that is using your camera to look at your eyes. So if you look away from the ad, the ad will stop, and you can only accrue credits by completing ad watches. And then they're gonna they, they're gonna take that information, and they're gonna sell it to these uh, companies who already put their ads in movies. Like if you ever watched a Fast and Furious movie, there's like 700 ad spots in there. Um, and I mean, Corona is the most infamous one, right? Um, mm-hmm. So they're going to take Sounds like Black these. Bear. So they're going to, exactly, you beat me to it, but this is exactly the plot oh, of a Black, Black Mirror, Mirror episode. episode with Daniel Kaluuya. Yep. But essentially, um, uh, they're going to take the data. So like if you went, if you bought a ticket to Fast and Furious 10, they're going to be like, okay, Fast and Furious 10 people like this. Hey, do you want to get, you want to watch Fast and Furious 11? Here's a block of ads that you can watch. And then they're going to be like, oh, you know what? This person really liked this ad. This person didn't really like this ad. Okay, here's a bunch of credits. And then they take that data and they sell your data on top of it. <sighs> it's a hot mess, man. It gets it's creepier, hot, hot though, mess. because you know about the eye tracking part? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. watching you. Your phone you is have, watching you. you. No, but like your eye, the second your eyes move away, it, tr- it right. recognizes it, that the it ad recognizes is it's not, but, it's not engaging yeah. enough. So right. it's not like it's not like Weird. oh, if you if you set your phone down and it like can somehow recognize it on the ground, it, it's watching your eyeballs. Put your sunglasses on. Look at your phone with sunglasses. Um, on. Yeah, that's this is it, yeah. So yeah, we're we're officially entering like Black Mirror levels of just creepy. I think that's like episode this. two of Black Mirror. It's I I know it's one. It, I think the episode came out ten years ago. So it's not like we don't know about this. I think. We just don't care anymore, I guess. That's I don't crazy. know. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, pretty nuts. So yeah, uh, look out for Movie Pass. And Alex, um, do not expect to make any money off of it. You know, yeah, maybe, you don't. know what? What's what's? I'm gonna hold it because it's only like ten nine dollars worth of shares. What's <laughs> what's uh what's keep in touch in like three years and see. Hey, because because you're you, Alex. I hope you win, man. I hope I'm wrong, but yeah, it's not looking good. I hope this so is looking too. like this is looking like Quibi 2.0 more, I'm more than I'm not selling uh, it. I'm it. Yeah. Oh man, Josh, Josh, what you got for us, man? Uh, yeah. Last thing, real quick. DC released released a trailer or a teaser mm-hmm. highlighting all their upcoming movies for this year, mm-hmm. which included the Batman, Black Adam, the Aquaman movie, and it, it was a lot of recycled things that we've already seen. But we did get to see some new stuff. We saw Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate, mm-hmm. so that was cool. We got to see a little bit more of uh, Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. And then we also saw a few newer characters. It feels like they're going to try to create the JSA, Justice Society of America. Okay. Which, you know, considering the train wreck that, you know, the whole Snyderverse with, oh, they also uh, showed some of the Flash as well. Aquaman and Aquaman. And Aquaman. Considering the train wreck that the whole Joss Whedon, Justice League and all that was, I'm hoping this pans out for DC because their fans really need some good movies. And, and yeah, yeah man. that's that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, I'm excited let's, let's to see where these go. Yeah, I'm I'm cheering for DC right now because I want something good out of them. Same, yeah. What about Marvel? Yeah, Marvel? speaking of DC, we're gonna go right into Marvel, <laughs> and we're gonna go right back into Marvel because <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be talking about the newest Moon Knight issue. Not only was this a cool issue, but also just it, it adds to the hype of the TV series coming out pretty soon. Mm. And in this one, I, I believe Alex, you're all caught up too. Oh yeah, I'm I'm fresh and caught up uh, as of like two hours ago. Nice. So what we have in this issue, issue number eight, it's a Devil's Reign tie-in. Devil's Reign is a an event that's going on in Marvel right now. Basically, Wilson Fisk has become mayor of New York, and he has banned vigil- vigilante activity, a lot like. Oops. The uh, kind of like Civil War or like the the Fear State event that just finished up with DC. Uh, this issue starts off with Hunter's Moon, who was previously a villain of Moon Knight turned ally. And he looks like Mr. Knight, except for he's wearing all black. And he says, welcome to the Midnight Mission. My name is Dr. Moon. How can I help you? And that is a reference to the first issue of Moon Knight where... Mark Spector says, my name is, Mo- welcome to the Midnight Mission. My name is Moon Knight, or Mr. Knight. How can I help you? Um, Hunter's Moon, his real name is Dr. Badir. That's all, we don't know his first name. Um, and the reason he is currently in charge of the Midnight Mission is because Mark Spector was arrested by the Thunderbolts, which is basically Marvel's Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. in the main Devil's Reign story. And then real quick, uh, shout out to BJ Kicks. He's a YouTuber. Um, he was talking about how black heroes always have like black in their name. BJ's <laughs> black dude. He, he's like, you know, Black Panther, Black Lightning, Black Black. True. Yeah, and, uh, Big dude, Black. I, I was dying when he said Black Black. It's true. It's and true, you know what? Props to to Marvel for uh, you know growing a little bit. They didn't call him Black Moon or something weird like that. Hunter's Moon's a, a pretty cool name. Um. <laughs> But anyways, what has happened is there are dead bodies being found around the city with this S symbol 
it's like a diamond with an S inside of it near where these bodies are being found. And they are the symbol for somebody called Stained Glass Scarlet, who was a woman named Scarlet Fascinera. Uh, she was a woman who married a gangster, and that guy ended up getting killed by the police. So then she became a vigilante and ends up getting killed in a police shootout. Um, and what is kind of creepy is she's been dead for two years now. Kind of creepy? Her... More like real creepy. Yeah, th- this issue gets pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like a lot into like weird serial killer kind of horror type of stuff too, because she's been dead for two years, but her symbol is popping up everywhere now. So I was like, is this a copycat killer? Like what's going on? Uh, Because she would dress up in a red robe and use a crossbow. And uh, Hunter's Moon says, they say you can pray to her to ice those who have done you wrong. And so it's like insinuating that she has become some sort of, you know, evil entity. Like it reminds some kind me of Candyman a little bit. Yeah, like Candyman or Bloody Mary, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. where it's like you can call upon this thing. Um, so I was like, okay, I was like, where are we going with this? So then Hunter's Moon goes to investigate and he shows up at this building. It's got the S symbol over it. And then he hears this voice. And whoever did the lettering on this, I can't think of who it is off the top of my head. They, they, Whoever does the lettering on this series does a great job with it. And in this one, it was uh, Corey. I don't know how to say the last name. Corey P. We'll say. Um, it's this red and yellow text. And it says, uh, is that you, my angel? And so it's like this weird voice that says it to him. And his response is, my God has no angels, only fists. And he's talking about Conchu. Um and I, I think I mentioned that too in a previous issue, how the this god is very different from other gods that we see in different pantheons. It's a very aggressive god. He ends up getting attacked by stained glass scarlet. Uh, but leading up to that attack, it, it's just like this tension that keeps building because he keeps hearing this voice. And Alex, I know you read it. Like, what were you thinking? He, yeah. she, she keeps talking to him, like kind of taunting him. Um. Like, like what, what was, what was I thinking? Like when I was hearing like the taunting, like what was going to happen? Yeah. Like it was really creepy. Yeah. No, I, uh, I wasn't really sure. Like I was like, maybe some weird, like ghost things going to like pop up from the ceiling and start like dropping like dead bodies or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It it was, I I honestly had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. It was like, it was definitely compared to the other issues. Like it felt like a straight up horror movie um i don't know again like i got i got like hardcore Candyman vibes which is already like one of the more disturbing things i've watched before which i think is <laughs> like a cool influence yeah um, yeah because then when she does show up uh it's it, it's like super trippy there's like orange yellow red glass all over the place it kind of reminded me a little bit of the mirror dimension from dr strange but if that was colored instead of transparent and she shows up she um she says that she's there to pass judgment on people who have done wrong including hunter's moon because if you remember before hunter's moon actually attacked moon knight and his midnight mission and like threatened moon knight's friends specifically reese who is a vampire and hunter's moon admits the fact that he was blinded by his hate and that he so badly just wanted to like kill anything he thought was evil 
that it caused him to kind of take things too far. And then he says, I'm, the, I'm a fist of Khonshu, but I'm also a person. A person may change kind of story, which I, I thought was cool. Like the fact that they're keen into his redemption, where he starts off as a villain of Moon Knight. He kind of just wants to kill anything he thinks is evil. And then he becomes an ally of Moon Knight and refers to him as his brother even. And I, I feel like you don't see a lot of that like explicitly said in comics or even in like real life, like people can change. People can make themselves better. Yeah, this series definitely was cool. stood out um, compared to most comics I've read. I don't know. I felt like the story, the story was so far has been very stellar and standalone. And that was like a cool moment for me as well. And the reason he says kind of story change is that um, stained glass scarlet refers to herself as a story. And that's, she says that's the reason she can't be beat because now she's a story. She's an idea. And when, when you see her, she's wearing this red robe. Her body is gold glass. Uh, she has a gold crown, has four arms. It's like this really scary, trippy looking thing. And she's huge. She's huge. Yeah. Like I didn't realize how big she was until like the second panel where it's like showing him standing next to her. And I was like, I would just run. I don't care what superpower I have. <laughs> she's terrifying. Yeah. And like that really the, the writing by Judd McKay and then the art by Alessandro Capuccio really mesh well in this kind of a story. And Capuccio's art just is insane with some of the, his splash pages. And yeah, her size just really makes her look intimidating. And she, she says, you can't beat me. Like I'm an idea. I'm a story. Like there's nothing you can do to hurt me. I can't die. And eventually Hunter's moon comes to the conclusion. He says, you're right. Stories are the most powerful thing in the world. And then he says, for what is a God, if not a story. And then Kanshu shows up and he is ginormous. You get a, a double page spread of stained glass scarlet on one side and Kanshu with Hunter's Moon on the other side. Actually, I'm going to show you guys real quick. It's, it's just a huge, huge spread. That looks, that's incredible. And so you see Kanshu, he is terrifying looking. He's like this weird man person with a, a bird head skull. And then you also see the other fist of Kanshu. I'm guessing like uh, past fists. Uh, also with him and then hunter's moon he he kneels down he says hello father and then Kanchu says my son and then mm -hmm. Kanchu and stained glass scarlet duke it out and again Kanchu says like yeah we can't die we can't hurt each other but we can take away each other's power and diminish what the other person is able to do um and then the the issue wraps up hunter's moon goes back to the mission and he ends up apologizing to Reese, who he previously had tried to kill because she's a vampire. And what's interesting about her is she was turned to a vampire against her will. And so she's very much trying to fight against her bloodlust and not wanting to hurt people. And so for the two of them to sit down and have that conversation was really cool, where you have two people who they should hate each other, but other things have brought them together. And you, you, you see a little bit of reconciliation there which I thought was a good close to this issue because Hunter's Moon very much seems like a zealot type figure and to see him humanized in that way, I thought was pretty cool. So mm -hmm. this issue I thought was fantastic. 
I'll, I'll give it two thumbs out of two thumbs, five out of five stars. Same here. Whatever, whatever you wanna, whatever you wanna say. No, I'm, I'm I doing that as well. I was a little nervous, to be honest, because like the issue before, like I didn't read the Devil's Reign crossover stuff. Um, I didn't even know about it until I started this one, and I could tell the previous issue was just filler, like leading into that, and I thought it was really boring and it was like the worst issue that was released so far. So I was like, great, this might like this might just be the downfall of this run and then like the second i started this one i realized that this is actually like the best one that's came out so far <laughs> so yeah like props to the team for really picking up on this one yeah this is one of my favorite issues i think this mm -hmm. one and i don't know the first two issues i thought were great too just really yeah. cool cool moments and i hope we see some influence of this in the moon knight series this, yeah, this, just, someone... this got me more hyped for the series same and for someone like me who had no idea what moon knight was or who he is uh the beginning of this runs pretty confusing because they don't explain a whole lot of stuff. But this one, I felt like started, you kind of started like understanding like his character and why he reacts to things. So like it, it doesn't take too long to, to like really pick up on Moon Knight's character. I was just a little nervous with that going in and I, I'm excited to be a part of it now. You're one of us now. Welcome to the world of country. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys. Uh, I just want to throw in there that I finally played the 2018 version of God of War. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's uh, great. I really don't. I really don't have much to say. This is as about as near perfect of a video game I think I played in a really long time. Um, it is a. I mean, the game has been out for four years, but they finally re-released it on PC. Is it so remastered or anything, or is it just like a yeah? Port? Yeah, so it's like upscaled. It's upscaled. Oh, wow. So you could play it on 4K if you're it's playing a PC. PS, it was a PlayStation PS4. exclusive before, right? Oh, yep. PS4 exclusive. Okay, yeah. now it's on PC. Yeah, because yeah, I haven't yeah. played it. And I I, I yeah. want to. It's worth yeah. it, honestly. It was, it was great. great. Um, the the game, it's a it's a very simple story. Um, you know, if you've ever played a God of War game, you are familiar with Kratos, a.k.a. the God Killer. And uh, he is he's a dad now. You know, he's he's uh, he's playing Papa Kratos. He is um, in a in the woods with his son, and the game starts off with them burying their mother, his his Wait. Uh, his, uh, his wife, I should say, his son's so he's, mother. He's a, a single father. He's a single father. A dark, pretty man who's a single father. Yeah, I mean, where it's, have it's, I seen it's, this it's before? A, so <laughs> have I will give. Meme? Yes, what but, meme? Well, when you're a dark brooding single father and you're in charge of an orphan and it's uh, Geralt from The Witcher, Batman, and it's the like every Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, so so here's the thing. Unlike unlike those um I guess iterations that you just mentioned, this one is unique because A, uh, Kratos is Atreus's father, and B, they don't have a good relationship. So I think what is so unique there was like all the other stories you just mentioned. You're seeing this person trying to figure out how to be a surrogate dad to someone who may not have one or may not know theirs. This is different because Kratos is trying to figure out how to be a better dad than his dad was. Uh, if you don't know the lore of God of War, Kratos killed Zeus. I know I spoiled like a 20 year old game for you. Boo hoo. <laughs> how dare um, you? Yes. Kratos Boo. is a son. Kratos is a son of Zeus and. I think the, the 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 climax of God of War has him killing his father, and so patricide is a thing that is very common in Greek mythology. 
And it is, when I tell you it is the theme of this game, it, they do such a brilliant job of playing on this idea of like, are you a product of your environment or are you a product of your, um, of your nurturing? That, that, that's at, at its core. That's how I can summarize the game. Since Josh hasn't played it, I don't want to ruin it for him. I don't want to rob him of some of the, oh, thanks. um, of, of the, of the incredible moments. But I think just to point out that there, that this funeral that the game starts off with is interrupted by a son of Odin. Okay. So for those who don't know their Greek mythology, Odin is not part of Greek mythology. He's part of Norse mythology. So throughout the game, you have to... Is it Thor? No, it is not Thor. Okay, because I've seen Uh, a clip of of you beating up Thor, or Kratos beating up Thor. So, no. So so Kratos fights Baldur. That's who it was, my bad. To catch everyone up on Norse mythology. Yeah, Baldur is the son of Norse god Odin. And just so you guys know, like Odin is a real a hole. Like if you think if you think Zeus is an a hole in um in like Greek mythology, like at least Zeus is like making champions out of humans. You know, if that makes any sense, like he's empowering the the, the human race. Like Odin is just a a, a bad dude. And so um, he, one of his sons, Balder, you know, Odin kind of uses his sons as like as like chess pieces. And so uh, you are interrupted by Balder. And Kratos is now coming to the realization that he can't kill Balder. As you know, Balder is oh, right. um, he's, 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 he's immortal. So nothing Kratos is doing to him can kill him. And so the game is essentially, it's a very simple story. You and your son, Atreus, are trying to bury uh, uh, Atreus' mother's ashes. You're trying to bury her ashes. And it's, and and it's, it's revealed pretty bond- quickly, too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's revealed pretty quickly, and and the, the 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 real story is about Kratos understanding that the only way he can end the cycle of patricide is by being better than his father, so that his son can be better than him. Right? That that's you cannot you cannot achieve that through absolute power, because for those who don't know, in the other God of War games, Kratos literally killed every Greek god and brought like calamity to the world it was insane so he's like i've done it the other way doesn't really work out too well so it's about him finding humanity in a weird way um and it's it's honestly it's a very touching story uh especially if you have a relationship with your father it kind of makes you realize like like all the things that your parents put in front of you they're they're just trying to do it for your safety and it's and, and I think the most interesting component of the game, without giving any you know story plots away, for Josh's sake, remember everyone. Okay, this is Josh's fault, so blame Josh. <laughs> yeah, um, boo, but, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I but I, I think like one of the the most heartwarming moments in the game is when Kratos is looking at his son as a man, and I and I think if you know who Kratos is, that means a lot to Kratos because he's starting to understand that like I never had this as a kid. So I don't expect, I, I I don't expect Atreus to understand why I am the way that I am. And ultimately, at the end of the day, he's just trying to shield him. Um, so if you haven't played God of War, highly recommend to play it. It was, uh, it was as near perfect of a game. Uh, I think the only thing I have like minor complaints about is that I think I've mentioned this before to you guys. The story ends a little abruptly. The story ends um, in a way where it, it 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 doesn't feel like a natural ending, but more like a like a prelude. 
to I, I a bigger story. So, uh, so, and th- it's a little like you know, it's a little jarring to be honest with you, um, because you're so immersed. The game does such a good job of immersing you in the story, so that when it ends, it's just, it's just over, and that's it. You know what I mean? So, uh, and then yes, the game does end. This isn't a spoiler, but the game ends with uh, Kratos being confronted with Thor, and that's kind of what sets up the. Uh, the, the the plot for the next game, Ragnarok. So, I mean, I give it like four and a half thumbs. If that's how if I could have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four know. and a half thumbs. I love it. <laughs> thumb guy, Two yeah, hands yeah. and most of your toes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Where does Alex? I, I have another thing to throw in with uh, this game too. So yeah. for a lot of people who grew up on these games, I never played two and three, but I, I owned the first one on PS2, mm-hmm. like when I was like a little kid. And I thought the game was awesome, but like in hindsight, it's kind of just like a hack and slash, like beat up crawler thing. And yeah, I it's mean, there of, wasn't really much of a story. No, it's kind of then. mindless and yeah. a little, you know, like a lot of hack and slash, but it was cool and fun to play. And uh, there's like a part in this game where you get new weapons and they are like oh, old school yes. God of War weapons. And you yes. play with these tools and weapons very similar to the old game. So that was a cool moment for me because I was just well, like, oh, this is like, I'm glad, this is OG I'm glad right you, now. Yeah, I, I'm nice. glad you brought that up because, you know, in that moment, right, so much of the game is is Kratos trying to um, hide who he is from his son uh, because there's shame there. I, I just mentioned he almost destroyed the world or at least the world we know that he came from. So uh, there's a lot of shame in that. And so... The moment that Alex is referencing when he retrieves his his old blades, it's this moment of realizing that, like, you know what? Like, if I need my son to grow, then I can't keep running away from my past. And the game does a lot of cool things to to keep, um, you know, hitting that theme. But remember, Greek mythology, Norse mythology, but specifically Greek mythology is about patricide. So think <laughs> about what that means and do with that information and as you tragedy. must if you haven't played the tragedy. game. But just remember this. Yeah. Yes, no yeah. one lives a happy life in Greek mythology. No Never. one. It is but all AJ, you turmoil. Make it good, like for being a video. I'm not a video game person, and you described that so beautifully. I'm like these characters yeah. sound like that depth and like it is really oh, yeah. good. interesting. Well, well, I think I think the most relatable thing, but in the game, whether you're a, a man or a woman or whatever you identify as, is that we've all been kids, and this idea that like, you know you don't think that your parents understand you. And then from the parent side that they have no, like you're, you have no idea how much your parents understand you. You know what I mean? And and it's that mm-hmm. constant conflict in the game that you're seeing play out in real life. And it's, I think, I, I mean, Alex, I don't know if you caught this, but throughout the game, I don't know if you're seeing all the range of emotions that Kratos had from the old games to this one through Atreus. I don't want to give it away. Because, oh yeah. No, the, you know the, what I mean? Yeah, no, you, you definitely see it. And, um, right. It's a really unique transition. I yes. think it, it made me forget that I was playing a video game most of the yeah. time. And that's, yeah. that's a rare thing for me. Cause I, I get bored pretty easily of games. And I think when they, when you spend so much time doing like 30 hours of side quests that have nothing to do with the game, it takes me out of it. <laughs> and I forget what the story well, is. This game yeah. doesn't do that. Like everything, pieces together you see um you just i don't know like the, yeah the character changes are really unique and really well and done you, and you brought up something about the side quests that's something i think the game does so well is that the side quests help build lore not for just the world because 
you know, the, the game developers, uh, they don't really stick fast and they, they don't really stick to like North and Greek mythology too, too closely. They kind of just use it as inspiration. But the, all the side quests kind of build this bigger picture of like who the villains are and what the conflict is in these games. So you could, like Alex said, it's like watching a movie. Um, so yeah, four and a half thumbs, man. Um, you know, enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, if you have four and a half thumbs, you could play with two controllers. Still can't go uh, with four and a half thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick though, like if you don't play video games, like, and I, I've spoken to people about this. Modern video games, I think, have really changed the way they tell stories to the fa- yeah. to the point where you, there is a strong emotional attachment to these characters. Yeah. So, like, if if you don't play video games but you are a fan of narrative, like try something like Gears of War or not Gears. Yeah. Gears of War, like the first War. trilogy. Oh man. Gears of War. Uh, God yeah. of War. Sorry. Um, the reason I said Gears of War is because I showed somebody the whole thing with Dom and his wife yeah. and like what happens to Dom. It's very emotional. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, God of War, the last of us, like there's a lot of great emotional narratives in video the games. First these time, days. I, okay. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give a moment of vulnerability here. The first time I ever cried playing a video game, is at the end of Red Dead Redemption One, dude. When John Marston dies, it is it yeah. is such a it is it's such a hard, hard moment. It's a heart wrenching moment because everything you've done in the game is in the name of your kid, only to be gunned down in front of him. It was insane. It was shocking. Yeah. I think and I was like, like twelve years old. You can do to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, I was really twelve sad. years it's old. A, it's I was a like twelve years old. Moment. I was like, what just happened? I was like, that's the end of the game. I was like, oh, it's not the end, end, but. Yeah. It is, it is, uh, you know, like, like, like Josh said, I mean, there, there is, I think too many people look at it like, oh, I like Mario. Yeah, man. I love Mario Kart. Video games have transcended so far beyond that. So there's some good right. stories coming in, in games, yeah. but if you're really looking for some quality, quality character development and video games aren't for you, I have the perfect thing. And that my friend is Jackass forever. This Woo! movie. Oh, Jackass. Oh, this man. movie, oh my gosh! Like, okay, I'm just gonna say <laughs> right away. Um, if you are, if you do not like, if you were looking for a censored life, you need to stay far, far away from Jackass. This, this is, yeah, this is about like depth. Stay away. I didn't know. How yeah. do you not know that by now? Though I know, but like this movie has even more penises than Jackass Three. Um, That's impressive. Which I. I was I saw like, it in 3D. Yeah, it's like <laughs> these guys are old. You never know. So I want to start out. Have, have any of you seen the new Jackass? No. Not yet. I, I cannot have never my seen wife. Any. I cannot motivate my. So, Kata, you've oh, never seen any Jackass? Goodness. No never. Wild Boys. Oh, no. Okay, so I'll give a little bit of history really quick for anyone who hasn't jumped on the Jackass train. Um, <laughs> about 20 years ago, these guys were inspired by a group of stunt a stunt family called the Dutsons and there was like uh this band cky like they were all these kind of like og like stupid stunt people and i feel like most of it was just like uh like people punching each other in the balls and just dumb stuff like that and like jackass was like i feel like the first group that was like widely recognized to bring in like stunts where you were like these people could literally die and then get really really hurt yeah yeah and uh it's it's been about 20 years and these guys are in their 50s now and they are still just as insane like i i don't want to ruin every stunt because like that's kind of the whole point of these movies is to like go and just see these 
because it's like there's not really a storyline with them they usually just like johnny knoxville starts it and he's always like i'm johnny knoxville you know like welcome to jackass and then they jump straight into something crazy and a lot of the times like the transitions are just little mini stunts that you could tell were like blooper stunts that like yeah maybe wouldn't have qualified to like showcase the whole thing um but it's it's cool because like they have the same camera crew from like the early 2000s everyone's on here except um ryan dunn who passed away in 2011 is bam Um, in it bam okay so there's a lot of drama i know he did some filming and then was asked to leave there's a lot of drama die from doing jackass no ryan surprisingly no ryan dunn uh (laughs) he was in a car accident he was yeah. drinking and driving i believe uh yeah. and it actually ended jackass for a long time like because of right. it uh yeah. bam margera got into a lot of like heavy drugs and drinking and was recovered for a while and for disclaimer they were all on drugs yeah all of them but all like, of them were on like heavy I feel like, drugs how could you not if you're doing steve, yeah so one of the main characters sense. steve-o he was on cocaine and he's super blunt he'll tell you about all this now and he was on nitrous so he was like inhaling like these nitrous cans. What? Uh, which makes sense to do these kind of things. Like at one point, he put a he put a shark hook through his cheek, and then they like yep. threw him out in and the water. And then they threw him out in the water with sharks. Yep. A uh, th- these dudes are nuts. But uh, Bam started. Yeah, it's that's what most of this is. Bam Margera started filming, and um, but due to like his drinking and drug problem, they were having him go through like rehab and. Uh, mandatory checks and supposedly he was caught with Adderall and they told him to leave kick yeah. him off of the set and now there's like this big lawsuit with him um and just I to give and just, and just to give like a little like perspective that I think a big reason why they kicked him off is because so many of them have gotten sober now and like I you think know, they're he's all sober the, now I think they're all almost I think all of them are sober now so it's like it's like they're kind of trying to be like hey bro like we kind of left this behind when we were younger and yeah you know, well, we don't want anyone else to relapse, you know. I'll be honest. I I thought it was going to be weird at first without Bam, and I realized that these guys probably are having more fun without him. He's kind of the Debbie Downer of the group. <laughs> yeah, it, he is. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, and they have they have new crew members. So they have the first lady of Jackass. Round of applause. <gasps> what? Her Whoa. name is Rachel Wolfson. I don't know much what? about her, but she's a YouTube. That's cool. Yeah, she was just like a YouTube comedy person, and Johnny Knoxville found her and just like basically messaged her on Instagram and asked her to join. And uh, she doesn't partake in all the crazy nudity stuff, which I thought was a smart move because yeah, I, probably a good. But uh, she's she did some gross stuff. Like uh, they they have her like sit in a chair and they hold a scorpion up to her and um, she just like lets it bite her in the face a bunch, and what? she like licks. She's like licking uh, um, tasers. She's crazy. Like so, she, they found Ryan Dunn's like spirit animal. Then. Yeah, Ryan that's Dunn's what, that's spirit what animal. Sound, that's what that sounds like. And I, I Ryan, thought it was it was yeah. cool. You know yeah, what, Ryan, what were we saying with Ryan Dunn? Ryan Dunn, if you remember, uh, there was that one skit where he had put his penis in a sock and let a snake bite him like yep. the sock was shaped like a mouse and like they would like dangle the the mouse to make it look like it's a real like they would dangle the mouse puppet to make it look like a real mouse and then the snake would bite him well, um that- there's there's plenty <laughs> yeah. of there's plenty of uh penis related things in this one but i'm not going to spoil those because the stunts involving them are so unique and so disgusting that you have to just go out and see those on your own uh but it was so cool. what's your favorite what's your favorite uh jackass stunt? 
of this film. Oh uh, yeah, or... it could be from this film or in general. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna go off of this film right now. Um, I think my favorite. So Johnny Knoxville just turned fifty. Um, wow, that's and you would think he would be a little more censored now, you know, or like maybe not doing his craziest stunts. He goes back out in the bull ring. I don't know if anyone remembers. I think the first jackass, he was getting hit by bulls. Yes, then. Bulls, this one, yeah. though, the bull. So in the bloopers or like an interview they were talking about, apparently they had a bull hit him first and it just leveled him out. And they were like, you know, uh, that was great, but it didn't really look interesting for content. So we're going to have to have you get hit by the bull again. <laughs> this time the bull hits him and it like hits him with his horn. And it hits him so hard that he like launches up in the air, flips over the bull, breaks his ribs and a few other bones, gets knocked out, has a concussion, instantly gets up and goes, did we get it, guys? I'm like, that is Johnny Knoxville. No one one can replace him. This dude is insane. It's not for the faint of heart. It really is. It's it's just these guys who are like, how far can we push the human body? Um, And they answer that time and time again. But it's... Um, it's great. Like, uh, if you just want like a movie to just laugh and like shut your brain off to, this was perfect. All of the extra um, members were hilarious because you have Rachel Wolfson, Eric Manaka, um, this Eric guy Manaka. named yeah, this guy named oh. Poopies. <laughs> I'm sorry. His name is Poopies. Uh, and you could take okay. a guess why that's his name. <laughs> I'm and scared. Then, the best one uh, that I was surprised with is Jasper Dolphin of Odd Future and his dad who goes by Dark Shark. I can, I can see that. So yeah. his dad like held up really well, but because um, for anyone who doesn't know, Odd Future is like Tyler, the creator, um, Sid, and uh, Ed, uh, Earl Sweatshirt's it's like, like first. It's a lot of people. Yeah, it's like their first rap group. Like uh, Frank Ocean was a crew member. Frank Ocean. Uh, yeah. it, was a big, it was a big deal. So, like, due to that, like, you knew that there would be members from Odd Future, but I wasn't sure who would be there. Like, Tyler, the creator's in a skit, um, and, like, he is priceless in it. Well, they, uh, they love Jackass, though, so I'm yeah. not surprised. And yeah. even, like, other celebrities, like Eric Andre appears, uh, Machine Gun Kelly's in it. Uh, it was it was really unique. I thought it was short. Like, they could have, like, had a few more stunts in it, but I thought for, like, the age of these guys... It was fun seeing them still not holding back, but also not being afraid to like utilize new cast members. Cool, it's man. definitely what, what'd you give it? definitely worth it. Um, are we are we going on the thumb scale right now? <laughs> you can, yeah, go, how many thumbs, thumbs are getting numbered? You could go four. You could go four thumbs. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go four. Three point nine <laughs> thumbs out of five. Oh, so just like the tip of your thumb got. Yeah, so just the tip of the thumb. <laughs> Um, this, I like, I just don't remember the last time I watched a movie and like, I laughed the whole time I saw it in theaters, everyone was laughing. And like the most hilarious thing that I want to mention is this was filmed in 2020, I believe during like peak COVID. Um, so these dudes are like getting their nuts hit. People are like getting blown up in porta potties, shot out of rockets, bones broken, but these People are still following COVID protocol. COVID all the, protocol. Cam- the, car- yeah. the cameramen <laughs> all have their N95 masks on. At one point, Yo. a cameraman, like, he throws up in his N95 mask due to, like, the scenes. And I'm like, you guys are following COVID safety, and it's just, like, it's hilarious to see. You got to be safe oh. when you're doing jackass. 
Yeah, like, oh, these people That's are looking out. Uh, I have one more. I have one more thing I want to mention with Jackass before we move on. Uh, so Rachel Wolfson, I think my favorite thing is, uh, gosh, what are what I'm I'm drawing a blank on the uh, old school members right now. You've got uh, Preston, Preston um, Wee Man, um, Chris Pontius. That's who it Chris was. Pa- yes. Oh, so when Rachel Wolfson's doing the scorpion stunt. And, you know, she's, like, getting, like, they're holding the scorpion and, like, letting it bite her. But at one point, the scorpion, like, falls. And it falls it falls onto, like, her chest. And she's screaming. She's like, I need this thing off of me. And real calm, Chris Pontius is just like, I'm more than happy to help, but I'm going to need your consent to move the scorpion. And I'm like, is jackass really the thing we're going to for COVID safety and consent? Well, like, wow. Crazy. But they, you know what? Like, that, that, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that, that that just shows you how far they've grown up because they—that's uh, not something they would ever ask before. So, yeah, this is the most mature and immature jackass I've seen. I love it. You know, I I was thinking like how how it must be really scary now that they're sober doing these things. Yeah, well, uh, for sure. <laughs> and older. And older, yeah. Yeah, because you had to be like aware of the stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's only so much that some of the guys can do, but like, yeah. Johnny like Maxwell. Pine. Well, did you what guys hear the story about the brain hemorrhage when you were telling the story about the bull? <laughs> did he get he a brain hemorrhage from it? Yeah. Oh, so I, no. felt, like, I saw it on Instagram a few weeks oh, ago. They gosh. were talking about that stunt that you talked about when he was on the mm-hmm. bull and he just flies straight up. He had a brain hemorrhage when that happened. What? I knew he broke his ribs. I thought he just got a concussion, a brain hemorrhage. Though. Instead like, of concussion scary, and man. brain hemorrhage. And it's just like, Poor guy. oh my God. He- hey, this, they'll still do it. I mean, he he chose, he chose that life. He chose that life. Yeah. He started this life. Like these do, this is how they make their living. Um, Dave England is still getting absolutely messed with in the most unique ways. Also, some of these stunts, like they're just fun. Like I felt like you could just tell they really put a lot of thought into like, let's not just do ones where people are getting hurt. Like let's come up with some like creative concepts that are just unique. So, before YouTube, it was Jackass. Yeah, before yeah. YouTube, it was Jackass. Go out there, watch Jackass forever, everybody. All right, guys. Well, I think that's a wrap for our show. Uh, thank you guys all for pitching in. Um, if you guys like what you heard, subscribe so you can stay up to date on all our content because we just know you're just foaming at the mouth waiting to hear what we have to say next. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hit that like button. If you're on a platform that allows it, drop us some comments. Let us know why we're dumb. Uh, I made a mistake earlier. I think I said Zack Snyder was the directed Sin City. I I don't know what crack I was smoking. I don't think he was on Sin City, but you know, let me know. Let me know that. You know, like tell I, us. I'm there with things. you. Yeah, tell us these things. Uh, most of you guys are on Spotify and Apple, um, but you know, I listen to the show on Google, so there's that too. You can find us anywhere. Uh, it helps our show grow, so we really appreciate it when you guys throw us some some ratings and interact with us. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Bandwagon Fan Pod, and on Facebook and YouTube and Discord and Bego and any other social what the media platform. Bego, okay, Bego's a new that. one. Yeah, that's and a wolf. new one. We're on Bego. Yeah, well, wolf, <laughs> you're gonna get an email and a fax. Um, but yes, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one.
Bandwagon is hosted by Josh Jimenez, Alex Melgosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by yours truly. Our theme song is Lush Waves by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.